We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash match. Just go to Indeed.com slash match right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash match. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. At Metro, you get everything you need to rule your school year. Right now, get a new phone and tablet on us when you switch. Plus, enjoy high-speed data on both devices for just $75 a month. And with one Amazon Prime membership included, you can watch Amazon Originals, movies and shows, stream endless music, and enjoy free shipping. Metro by T-Mobile. Rule your day. With new lines of service after rebate redemption plus sales tax and activation fee. Offer valid for new Amazon Prime members. Amazon Prime is a $12.99 a month cost. Restrictions apply. It's time! With Bruce Buffer. And now, it's time for the voice of mixed martial arts. We It's Bruce Buffer. Bruce Buffer. It's time. From the shores of Malibu, where the waves are pumping, to the Great Wall of China, and back to the streets of London, England, where the UFC is coming. We are live. This is It's Time Radio, the show where we talk about what you think about but may be afraid to voice. Do not worry. We will voice it for you. We talk about everything on It's Time. Current events, President Trump, film, TV, sex, drugs, rock and roll, you name it. No holes barred radio, we talk about it. I'm here with my co-host, TJ DeSantis. At T-Mobile, you can get two powerful iPhone 11 Pros on us. The three cameras are perfect for capturing my DIY projects. I'm repainting our car. Wow, the ultra-wide camera really captures all the uh, flames. Switch today and get two new lines for 90 bucks, plus two iPhone 11 Pros on us with qualifying trading. For well-qualified customers, plus taxes and fees, essentials plan with auto pay, phone via 24 credits. If you cancel before 24 credits, remaining balance on full price of $999.99 for each device may be due. Contact us. Qualifying port ins and finance agreements required. Dennis, TJ, I'm here. Are you here? I'm here, but my voice is kind of here. It's like one foot in the door, one foot out. Like I always say, TJ, when I'm announcing, no matter how I feel, those fighters are putting their blood, sweat, and tears on the line. We have nothing to complain about. I know you can muscle through the show today. Oh, I mean, it's easy. I'm hanging out with you. That's not hard. There we go. There we go. Fun, hopefully, at the same time. All right, TJ, listen, I want to, uh, again, thank everybody. I, I've got to keep bringing it up. We keep breaking records on the number of recording requests and purchases being made through BruceBuffer.com for championship introductions, weddings, birthdays, special events, corporate events, commercial events. It's really taken off like wildfire um, since we started this by word of mouth. And the thank you notes, again, I want to thank everybody. I got some beautiful notes this week thanking me for weddings and, and some championship intros, which really touched my heart. And, of course, as I always say, part of the proceeds do go to military children's and uh, military children and animal charities. And we're going to have a tragic story about an animal later to talk about, which is still, I can't get it out of my head, but I don't want to touch on it right now. 
I do want to go forward, though, and send my condolences to the family of the world's most famous uh, theoretical physicist, Stephen Hawking. Uh, he celebrated, he's been celebrated for his black hole discoveries. He has passed away, according to his family. He passed away early today on Wednesday. Um, the children sent off a note. They're deeply saddened that their beloved father has passed away today. Uh, Stephen Hawking, as those of you that understand or, or know of him, uh, suffered from an early onset of ALS most of his life, which left him wheelchair-bound and basically almost entirely paralyzed. He has been characterized and animated in TV and film in many instances um, in his wheelchair where he communicated with the aid of a computer and with the muscles in his cheek. Uh, he, the world-renowned British scientist wrote several landmark book, books, including A Brief History of Time, uh, which contained his black hole theories and discoveries, which were so vast. Um, and anyway, the radiation that comes from them was actually called and titled Hawking Radiation because of his findings. So to Steve Hawking's family, I do send my condolences and uh, sorry for his passing. So now we must go on. And uh, as we do, we'll go to another issue, which has just set me through the roof, TJ, the roof. Uh, did you hear about this tragedy that happened today? Or that was uh, talked about today with the dog death that was in the airline, United Airlines overhead bin? So you always send me an outline to the show, and uh, I had heard about it prior to you sending me the outline. And now what little bit I've read, what you're about to share with the people, um, this is this is horrific. Horrific. Yeah, it's, it's absolutely horrific. And, you know, not being there, not knowing all the circumstances involved in the situation uh, and what was going on here, but basically to give it in a nutshell – uh, for more than three hours, a, a passenger's dog, and I'm still unclear. I've heard it was the young girl of the family. I don't know if the entire family was there. That's what I'm clear unclear about. But whoever was the handler of the dog was told when they got on the United Airlines flight from Houston to New York, which is basically a three a little three-hour-plus flight, which is a long time, the flight attendant told them to put the dog in the container in the overhead bin. Okay, and the airline officials have already declared this was a mistake yeah. by the flight attendant, but it turned out to be a deadly one because during the flight, which I understand there was uh, turbulence and such, uh, the dog was actually making noises, panic noises. Um, the dog passed away, TJ. The dog did not make the flight. The dog died in the overhead bin. Uh, it's a horrible situation. United Airlines is coming off this past situation with the passenger that was dragged off the plane, but I'm going to give you some tidbits here on United Airlines animal uh, statistics. According to the U.S. Department of Transportation, now this is a report that was issued on February 24th, animals died in the care of U.S. carriers. 24 animals died in the care of U.S. carriers last year. Three quarters of those, 18, died while being handled by United. Of the 15 reported injuries, 13 occurred with United. Okay, um, these include death, injury, and loss of animals. United does have the highest rate of incidents. For every 10,000 animals transported, United has 2.24 incidents. United is also the largest transporter of animals, carrying 138,178 animals in 2017, Alaska being second, uh, which transported 114,000 animals and had an incident rate of 0.26, roughly 10% of the incident rate the United had. Now, this doesn't mean that the animals perish on the flight. This, again, can be a variety of incidents. So um, several animals could also have pre-existing health issues, according to the report. And uh, some incidents happened before the animals were put on plane. But the bottom line is that United has some work to do here because they are the highest statistic. 
and this decision, which had I been on the plane, of course, we all say shoulda, coulda, woulda, and you wonder about this, but why didn't anybody protest? You know, and again, if, if the entire family that's remains to be seen was on there, I'm sure they probably, although the dog was only 10 months old, a common knowledge would tell you not to put a dog in an overhead bin. You know, I mean, I, I personally would have walked off the plane and said, there's no way I'm going to endanger my dog. But this is all yet to come out. It's just a very, very disturbing story. And again, for the second time on the show, my condolences go out to this family because no matter how much money, and in this case, the reality is United may have to pay thirty or $50,000 restitution uh, for this public relations disaster, which it is a public relations disaster for them now. Um and there was also a statement given by United recently that all its employees are going to be required to attend four hours of compassion training, which was a move that was in direct response to that horrific incident when the doctor was dragged off a United plane a couple months ago. So something has to be done here. It's tragic. I don't know the full story. I hate reading this. I'm an animal lover. Very disturbing to me to start my day reading this. And that's uh, I really I don't know if there's any comment from you on it, TJ. It is what it is, but it's horrific. Well, for me, there's some mishandling here like up and down the uh the story like if the dog was put in a carrier and put in the overhead bin why was the dog even allowed on the plane to begin with was this a a therapy dog if it was a therapy dog and and was um certified as such it should be able to be on the lap of the passenger um if if it is not a therapy dog and it was allowed on the plane, it should have been in the cargo hold with other animals and taken care of properly there. The other stats that you're talking about with United, um, you know, I, I don't I don't want to say that it's a coincidence um, by any means that this happened and the, the stuff beforehand happened. The, the stats are stats, and you can't really fudge numbers all that often. But uh, th- there's clearly an issue. I, I think there are far too many pets on planes uh as it is, like, I mean, my buddy has a, a certified therapy dog, and, and I don't know what he, in fact, needs therapy for or needs this dog for. I think he just doesn't want to leave his dog behind when he gets on a plane, which I'm, you know, that's fine. I mean, the, the law, if you will, is the law. And if you can make it work for you, go ahead. But uh, unfortunately, I think this might be a byproduct of that, that there's so many animals on planes these days that the idea of just shoving one up in the cargo hold, like, uh, not the cargo hold, but the overhead been doesn't seem all that crazy at least a one flight attendant and to the family for that matter they still went along with it it's it's very unfortunate and tragic but uh yeah i'm curious why the thing was let on the uh, plane and not allowed to sit on the lap of the passenger well the service dog aspect of it probably doesn't apply because the dog was only 10 months old so i don't know how old you have to be to be a right. service dog well, but i don't think you could be 10 months old right and trained then, that early and then you should have been in the cargo hold they shouldn't have let it in the main cabin horrific story all the way around uh the details will come out later, um, and we'll see what happened. Um, that's really all I can say on this tragic subject. As we move on to another tragic subject, which is another story that has come out in the clear later, TJ, did you watch the OJ Confessions interview that was televised this week by Fox? I did not. I read some snippets of it. Apparently, that was an old interview. Like That was cut around, like uh, was, it, was it 2002 or something like that? This wasn't it a was- new interview. No, no, it's not a new interview. It's an interview that, if I have uh, the dates correct, was in the area of, um, let's see here, one second, and I will tell you. What what bothered me about it is, regardless of when it was recorded, watching it, I, I watched a clip, and they just took a snippet of it, and the premise was, if I had done it, um, he was clearly recollecting something 
in the way that he was talking. It wasn't like he was making something up or saying hypothetically. He was he literally said the words I think a few times. I remember so and so being there. And it's like, wait, are you making something up or are you trying to recall something from your brain? That that doesn't sit well with me. Well, this interview happened many, many years ago. Okay. And um, I don't have the exact date. I should have had that for our show today and I apologize. Uh, but I think it goes back all the way to it's either 2006 or 1994, one or the other. I'll, okay. I'll find it. Just uh, give yeah, me a minute. check it out while you're doing that. Now, right now, uh, Judith Reagan, um, the publisher of the book, The Lost Confession, uh, she is basically saying that O.J. Simpson is claiming that she scripted the confession. So she's she's claiming that he's defaming her by suggesting that she even scripted the confession. But what I want to get to is this. Okay. Yes, this has been held back. This is an old interview. This is an interview which I, for the life of me, uh, could not understand why anybody would want to sit there like him and say hypothetically, because what happened is when you watch it, it's horrific. Basically, uh, Darden was on the panel watching the show live. Other people have commented. After you watch this, and it gets to the point where he describes the actual night that the murder occurred, he starts off in a third person, slowly but surely going into a first-person explanation, saying things where even if you were saying describing something hypothetically, you wouldn't say that it involved right. what, I, what I read as emotional reactions, as I don't remember, as facial expressions saying, oh, my God, there was so much blood, or however he put it, and describing how even when Ron Goldman got into his karate stance and what he did to him when he described the murders. T.J., I told you many times on this show that I believe that this man is guilty beyond guilty, and I have ever since it occurred for reasons of information I have personally through my business partner's brother at the time, who was fifth or sixth in line on the prosecution team uh, for the L.A. district attorney, and went ahead and you know gave me some information after the trial was over about just how guilty this man was, but that they screwed up. And you know obviously, it went the route that it went. So, uh, with the, that, but real quick, the interview was taped in 2006. So we're talking 2006, 12, 12 years ago, which, uh, I wish it would have just stayed in, in the can. Cause, uh, like again, the piece that I saw, like you said, it is much more a recollection of memory than it is a hypothetical situation. And, you know, I, I've read some stuff from some legal experts and people that were familiar with the case, uh, who said that even if he was confessing, they didn't feel that what he was saying exactly was how it would have gone down or how the evidence supported it going down. But uh, this this man is a sociopath. There's no two ways about it. Like this guy, uh, I cannot believe he's walking the streets. It's ridiculous. No, I can't believe he's walking the streets either. And if you ever get a chance to catch a repeat of this show, uh, the two-hour special, um, first off, I wasn't interested. First off, I didn't want to watch it because I'm so disgusted by him. And then I was watching it, and I was fascinated by it when I watched it, and then I was completely disturbed. It was very disturbing to watch it. And if you, after, you, after you watch this, if you can say in your mind that you don't think that he's guilty, I think you really ought to take a little look at yourself and say, why? <laughs> That's all I can say. You know, and this is old news in one respect, new news in another respect, horrific news in all respects. And I have no respect, none, for O.J. Simpson. None. And I will leave it at that. He's guilty. Done. Any comments? <laughs> no, no, I'm with you. Done. Done, 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 and done. Next, uh, there's school walkouts happening today. Um, the young people of America, 
The students of America are speaking out, wanting gun control. They're making their voices heard. Uh, I am very taken with how articulate many of these young teenagers are, and if not all that I've seen talk about it. And then they talk about, you know, arming the schools, you know, and the teachers, which I am for, as we discussed on the show, based on proper training, especially right. if the teacher is a reserve or uh, ex-military, ex-police officer, goes through all the training needed to be able to have the right to carry the gun on campus. I have no problem with that. What I do have a problem with is now we're talking about all this, and a story came out today that a teacher accidentally discharged a firearm while teaching a public safety class in a Northern California school right. that injured one student in the school. Now, if we're going to teach yeah. how to be safe and how to use weapons, well, the people that are teaching need to be qualified to teach. Right. How does a teacher accidentally shoot off a pistol in a safety training course and shoots, the, it shoots a bullet into the ceiling, which in turn potentially ricochets and wounded a student in the so, class? Let me say that this. Is, that, is me... Beyond, that is beyond understanding to me. Uh I'm with you. It's something that should never, ever, ever happen. But what 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 happens are accidents. Accidents do, in fact, happen. Now, yes. was it negligent? Sure, maybe. I don't know the situation. But he, here's the thing. If this had happened 10 years ago, we probably don't hear about the story. We just no, don't. but have we heard about today. Absolutely. Right. And that's what I'm wondering. I mean, accidents happen. That's why you need to teach gun safety. And maybe this teacher should have taken a refresher course. I don't know. Uh, maybe he accidentally dropped the weapon. I don't know. I'm not justifying or saying that he's not completely stupid for doing this. But let's let's take one tiny step back here and remember that accidents do happen. And the only reason we're probably hearing about this is because, you know, there's legislation brewing about arming our teachers and, and administration. I'm really not all for arming administration and teachers. We've touched about this. If you haven't heard the show, go back and listen with uh, Big John McCarthy. But, um, yeah, I, I really I hate to say it. I don't think this issue has anything to do with any of the other issues. This is an unfortunate accident that happened in a climate where anything gun-related, uh, especially with a teacher inside of a school, is going to be... Uh, interpreted as, well, here's a reason why we shouldn't do this. And I, I really don't think that this is uh, part of that larger story. Oh, it's not. It's not. This is an isolated incident, which has extremely bad timing, considering everything going on. Uh, people will pick up on it, but it doesn't take away from the fact that whatever gun control is going to go into effect, whether it's raising the age from 18 to 21, which the, NRIs have, the NRA is having a, a, a pity fit about, um, because certain states are making those changes now. I don't see any problem with that personally. Uh, but it's just it's just bad timing. It's bad timing. But everything that they've talked about, if it is arming teachers properly, trained properly to be able to carry an arm, a firearm at school, I have no problem with that. If it's right. increased quality security, I have no problem with that. But most of all, like we discussed before, the background checks, the not being in the hands of, of people that have had mental problems that have been proven or as a matter of record, amongst ex-felons and all the other obvious things need to be put into place and need to be put in place and to prevent a 19-year-old like what happened, you know, a month ago or a right. few weeks yeah, ago yeah. from doing and setting out to do what they did. At least we've got to try and get that stuff, that yeah. done. I mean, bad, I, bad guys will always be able to get guns. Yeah. Bad guys will always be able to get guns. It's just the nature of right. the horrific beast that we exist in. Yeah. I mean, um, again, 
the mantra of this show, since we've talked about the gun issue, is uh, logical regulation and logical logical yes i'm not i'm not talking bad about the nra no i'm no, not no, talking no. bad about the nra at all no i'm just talking because i believe in the right to bear and and have firearms we've and, and i've said this right. many times on the show you, collector otherwise i just want it done properly right That's all. i mean you and i grew up around guns and uh, guns are still very important to me um but with all of that said you need to be sensible in and unfortunately in our political climate right now I don't really hear any sensible discussion about anything, whether it's building a wall, whether it's, you know, regulating guns, whether it's how we take care of the the old and the sick. It just it, everything is so radical one way or the other that I mean, my father always told me that truth is somewhere in the middle and it's the same thing in business. And, and this very much is all business. There needs to be compromise. And. I mean, you'll say this, I believe, Bruce, and, and maybe you, you don't always necessarily feel this way because you're an expert businessman and an expert negotiator. But when you come to a compromise, the best sort of compromise is when both sides feel a little bit slighted. Like they're, they're walking away with what they got, but they also feel like they, they left a little bit on the table. And in my opinion, that's what we need to do. We can't give every single teacher who wants a gun a gun and load it and carry it around in class. But we also can't deny the fact that guns wouldn't serve a purpose inside of our uh, institutions around the the country. I mean, if it saves one life, it's in turn worth it. Uh, I I don't believe that a bunch of teachers, if they're properly educated and go through the certification and uh, the steps necessary to carry a gun, are going to be irrational human beings and start shooting kids because they, you know, run in the hallway or chewing gum. Uh, I just, again, sensible regulation, uh, logical uh, discussions on both sides. That, that's where the answer is. It's somewhere in the middle. I agree. Yep, it is. And uh, let's just hope for the best for the future. You know, but this, these situations that are happening and happening rampantly, I'm sorry to say, are probably going to keep happening to some level of degree. People and we just have to prepare for it. They are, are, they are sick. Yeah, I, this is what it is. I mean, uh, last night I was... Uh, I went to a concert. It was downtown L.A. I actually went to our old stomping grounds, the Orpheum Theater in Los Angeles. And, uh, mm-hmm. you know, at, at night, the theater district in L.A. is you know full of a lot of homeless people. That's where uh, they take shelter. And my wife was a little bit uncomfortable. I understand. She very rarely goes into the inner city. And, and when you have people walking up to you in sometimes an aggressive manner and asking you for money or help or anything, it's a bit uncomfortable. And, and she, I could tell that she wasn't feeling necessarily necessarily safe in a couple of our situations and what I told her and and I believe this to be true you have nothing really to worry about when it comes to the homeless other than the ones that are sick mentally sick that are in the situation because they're not mentally well and they're not able to take care of themselves and it's a snowball like right talking talking to a homeless person who may be unwell that that's a lot different than you know being held up by someone who's trying to take advantage of you. These people really don't know what end is up, and they're just trying to make ends meet. And some of them can't take care of themselves. And in this country, has a very very big problem with mental illness. And I think that's what we need to take care of more than anything. Before gun regulation, before anything, we need to figure out how to take care of the mentally unstable. And uh, I think we're neglecting them greatly. Well, I agree, but I also got to add to that as we're going on to this talk of different equations, you know, in not equations, excuse me, these situations, the elderly are another situation, right? You know, 
we we have to take care of the elderly, you know, who, like all of us, are going to diminish some form mentally. But I'm talking about the care that elderly people receive. You know, our, our parents become our children. Yeah. If the parents don't have children to take care of them, where do they go? What happens? I mean, Bruce, I I really worry about some of the elderly in this country that you know that maybe they didn't have kids or. Uh, their, their kids died before them and they retired, but that money didn't go as far as they needed it to. And all of a sudden they're 85 years old. Maybe they're cognitively impaired a little bit and they no longer are able to afford their living situations. Uh, and, and Medicare and social security isn't enough. And that's the God's honest truth. Honestly, in today's society, especially where you and I live in this state, if you're 85 years old and you're living only on, on your social security checks and, and Medicare and all that stuff, that's probably not enough to live in a, a decent environment. And if you don't have family to, t- to help you get through your final years, I mean, you're talking about the hardest time of your life. It should be the best time of your life. Well, Social Security, unless things have changed, to my knowledge, the max you can get is $2,500 a month. Right. Okay, $2,500 a month is not chump change. But how do you live on $2,500 a month? And it all depends on what sort of situation you're in. Do you own a home? Yeah. If you own a home and don't have a house payment, it, that's fine. That's great. That's fine. That's fine. But if you're not and you got to rent, you got to do everything, then, right. you know, who knows? Who knows? It's, you know, we spend our life being born, of course, being happy go lucky teenagers, going to school, being in our fun time, wild time 20s, which can extend into 30s, which could have moments in the 40s, 50s, and on, depending on your lifestyle. But then things have to get serious, whether yeah. you've been married and you people around you are getting divorced, you know, and you notice that in your 30s and your 40s, in your 50s, you notice things like people now are starting to pass away around you. You're seeing people such as your own parents, other people's parents, older people, older than you that you've known for years, suddenly going through their older, elder stages of life, the problems they suffer, the care they need and everything else. Um, life's like a pyramid, TJ. You know, you start out in diapers. And you end in diapers to a certain extent. And you got to prepare for all this, you know? Yeah, one of, my, like, uh, one of my favorite rap songs has a rapper say, I'm going to be dope all the way to the end from Pampers to the Depends. Oof. Get it? Like, I'm going to be awesome. Yeah, no, I got I'm, it. I'm I got born it. to yeah. the moment I'm, you know, in a home and, and wearing Depends. And it, it's true. I mean, the, the for a lot of people, the mental state of when you're a child and when you're in your final days, really not all that different from one another. And uh, I guess that's a circle of life. Yeah. It's a circle of life. And also too, if you're athletic, you train to compete when you're younger, like I did, you train to compete when you're older, like I did, then you train to stay in good shape. And then you reach a stage of your life where you train to prepare for getting older. You train for the present and you train for the biggest race of your life yep. an athletic endeavor, which is called elder age. You want to be in the best shape you can be. That's all right. I can tell you. Mentally, physically, inside and out. This this is a little bit crass way of saying it, but my uh, my, my grandfather, a full-blooded Italian man, sometimes didn't watch his mouth, and I'll, I'll never forget this. He was about 85 years old, and he had just fallen out of his uh, walkable scooter, and he had the best uh, attitude in, in life. Uh, or, or, you know, the, those mobile scooters that you, you know, use at the grocery store. He, yeah. he, he crashed that thing a few times, oh, and and one day geez. I was I was coming home. I lived right next door to him, and I saw him in the middle of his driveway, and he was laid out on the ground. And uh, I, you know, I slammed my car into park and ran over there, and and I'm like, "Are you okay?" He's like, "Yeah." He was laughing at himself, 
And uh, I said, can I help you? Like, what, what can we do? And I got him back up in a scooter and we got him back inside. And he just looked at me and he said, TJ, getting old isn't for pussies. Not a uh, uncommon line that I've heard many, many times before. Or getting old is not for wimps, which is more of the common thing in yeah. a public uh, uh, atmosphere. Not that you said anything wrong. Hey, like I said, like I said, my grandfather didn't watch his mouth and I wanted to pay homage by quoting <laughs> him directly. Not a word that's I generally okay, that's say. That's okay. That's okay. Yeah. Yeah. That's okay. I'll, you know, have a few conversations with my dad when he was alive and re- realize how things can fly. All oh, those Italian you know? men too, by the way. Uh, pa- passionate. Yeah. Passionate. Like, like me, yep. Italian and passionate, um, which I got from my old for, man. For better or for worse with that passion. Let me just say that. Yeah. Yeah, of course. It's all in the way you handle. Yeah, it goes both ways. all in the way you handle yourself, TJ, all in the way you handle yourself. So now, you know, we have stories here and I'm sorry, we're not talking about a lot of happy go lucky stories, but, uh, um, one thing that actually, again, the sign of the times, sign of the online business, bad news for Lego and Barbie, but, uh, but Toys R Us is bankrupt, TJ. Yeah. They may shut all their U.S. stores as soon as next week. Every Toys R Us store may be closed next week. Well, that is a sign of the times. I mean, here's the thing. Uh, it's funny. We've talked a lot about Amazon and online shopping, and I'm I'm guilty of that. I do that a lot. But one of the stores that I still actually frequent for my son whenever he deserves a toy is Toys R Us because th- there's nothing like seeing the joy of your child walking into a store. And, and, you know, when when you're a kid and you walk into a store that has nothing but toys, like, my my goodness, it's a paradise. It's heaven. You're, you're not going to get that, that expression when they watch it on the well, Internet on Amazon. No. I mean, my son doesn't really care like he likes toys coming in the the mail or whatever like we have a package for him we'll give it to him it's it's great but it's not he he doesn't get the the joy of going out and picking out a toy and um i i we've talked about this i i can't say that i'm able to solve the problem but i I do believe that these brick and mortar stores have ways to make it more enticing for these people to come in and frequent uh their businesses in person rather than going online and buying from on online retailers. And, uh, every, every store has to just be able to figure out what makes them unique. What can they offer that is different and what is, what is more attractive to the customer than, you know, buying something on your couch on your iPad. Well, you know, you pointed out a very key subject, you know, and again, we were talking last week about the age of innocence and how it's lost or the other week with Lisa Ann regarding the, um, the issue with young children becoming addicted to porn. Uh, due to the pop-ups and everything, you know, on, on the internet. Now, another age of innocence, and, and their own age of innocence through, you know, their own endeavors, learning about themselves and their sexuality and everything. But this goes into another age of innocence loss. I am reflecting back right now after what you said and thinking about my young days, which I can remember walking into a big toy store and just being so happy, so happy as a kid, just to, just to look at everything, whether I walked out with whatever what I wanted just to be in that store, it was an exciting moment for me as a child to take Rupert and Henry yep. to the toy stores as I've done through their years growing up. It was very exciting for me as their godfather and uncle to live through their eyes walking into Toys R Us. And now it's going to be gone. Yeah. yeah. You know, I'm thinking about that too. Even as an, an adult, I miss this a little bit. I don't often think about it, but I like music. I enjoy music. I never go to the record shop anymore, ever. Uh, all my music is digital. I miss paging through, I guess for me it was CDs and, and going through the racks. And, and sometimes, I mean, I would find bands because the artwork of their record looked unique and I wanted to hear what they sounded like. And now it's, it's not like that. I mean, if you want to hear a song, you download it and you play it on your phone or whatever. It's, it's, 
I miss I miss the physical interaction with things that are now solely online. You brought up another memory while we're on the memory list here. I got to share this with you. When I had my first telemarketing company, okay, when people would get a purchase order with their orders, this is back when I was 19 years old, TJ. I would, when they got a purchase order, the importance of that for a company was that we were guaranteed we were going to be paid, right? right? So that was very valuable to a company for a salesman to turn in their order with a purchase order. When they turned it in with a purchase order, we gave them a free, in those days, LP or an album, you know, a regular uh, what do you call those? Uh, what are they made out of, TJ? There's a word vinyl. for it. Yeah, regular vinyl album to be played on a um, record turn, player. Turn, yeah, turntable. Turntable record player, yeah. which are all worth money these days because they don't exist anymore. Yeah. Uh, there's, TJ, there's, there's I a, would go. Oh, I'm sorry. I would, go ahead. You know the famous store on Sunset, um, the music store, the record store? Uh, is very, it Amoeba? No, it's another one. But yeah. anyway, they had a they had a, a partner in Westwood. Tower where I used records? to go buy was it Tower Tower Rec yeah. Tower Records. So I used to go to Tower Records. TJ, I would buy as many as three four hundred albums every two weeks. Oh yeah, I mean, and I I had so much fun going in that store and buying all these out. I wish I had a couple hundred of those lying around because they're all worth money. Right, they're and, all collectors' items. And also to the atmosphere of a record shop. I mean, you it was could, awesome. You could just go in there and just end up talking to one of the employees for an hour. You know what I mean? And uh, you would learn so many things then. I mean, now we have the internet and Wikipedia and all this stuff, but uh, I mean, I learned so much about bands just by talking to those record now, people. Now you brought up another subject. Oh, geez. We talk about on the show where to meet somebody to go out with, you know, social avenues, where to meet and, you know, all that. Record stores when I was younger were great places because you, you had immediate bond of conversation right. with the girl you chose to talk to. Right. Oh, that's, that's a big obviously. one too. If you have the same oh, musical taste, absolutely. Yeah. How about going? How about going to the old video stores when they were oh, around? Sure. You know, to get your weekend uh, VHS tape. You know, and I'm not talking about hanging out in the adult section. I'm talking about just going over. I mean, it, it was an immediate conversation icebreaker that made it easy to meet somebody. Great, great, great place to meet somebody. Right, and there's something really charming about picking something out with someone and like holding your options and debating and, and talking about why you want this one over that one, et cetera. And how about the ultimate thing? Why don't we get together tomorrow night or tonight? Right. Let's have, let's have a bottle of wine and listen to the music. Let's yeah. watch the movie. It's a great way to make a date. And that was, the, that was the original Netflix and chill. Hey, let's go to the video store and get something or let's go buy a record and uh, a yeah. bottle of wine. Yeah. Yeah. You, you meet that girl. And like you said, you, she and you have a common ground together is very, very cool. Icebreaker. Very cool. So, that's bad news for Lego and Barbie, but I don't know why they'll still sell like crazy on the internet. But we're talking about again another instance of the age of innocence or just modern days changing. Well, I, I wonder if those sales actually won't go down because again, I'm not saying that Toys R Us was getting a lot of foot traffic in there and whatnot. But I mean, I think that there are purchases that I've made simply because it was right in front of us. You know what I mean? And Which I think, is it? Yeah. Which is a problem for me because when I buy a toy, mm -hmm. whether today at my age or younger, a collectible, whatever, I want to hold that toy in my hand. Of course. Before I purchase it, what? I want to read the box. I want yep. to look at it. You know, I buying off the internet, unless I exactly know what it's going to be like, is not the same experience. Well, I mean, things happen in shipping too. So when you purchase something online, Whatever happens in the process of it coming from the, the warehouse that it sits in to where it's you know sitting on your doorstep, 
that's a big issue. And, you know, very little things when it comes to collectibles can make huge differences. And uh, I bought my son a, uh, he's obsessed with the Goodyear blimp, okay? Ob- obsessed with it. That's and, cool. And he a lot li- of kids are. And he likes this toy that he saw online. Well, this toy is a model Goodyear blimp that ceased operations. They stopped making it in 1976. So I bought him this Goodyear blimp off of uh, eBay. Mm-hmm. And I hate to say it, Bruce, uh, I had to return it before he even got to see it because it, it sat on my doorstep and it rained that day and it was mm-hmm. not properly packaged and the box just turned to mush. Just That sucks. Yeah. And I ended up getting it back, but like that's the point that I'm talking about. Like Most people that were going to buy that Goodyear blimp were not going to play with it. They were probably buying it because the box was in impeccable condition. Well, at least, at least you got your box because one of the biggest problems today is those boxes being stolen right off the porch of of houses, which happens in my neighborhood. Luckily, my house is set up. You can't see my front door with stuff in front of it. But across the street, my neighbors had their boxes ripped it off consistently. Yeah. And and what they leave on the doorstep compared to what they won't leave on the doorstep, there's no rhyme or reason to it. So uh, I, my wife and I just celebrated our 13 year anniversary and I bought her an anniversary band and I got a good deal for it online. Um, I, I'm not going to give the exact price out, but let's just say it was, it was, it was, it was over four figures. Okay. It, it was more than a thousand dollars. Good for you. Take care of that lovely lady. They left it on my doorstep, Bruce. Uh, and I don't understand why they left it on my doorstep. When I ordered an Amazon Fire TV, which is a little thing that allows you to watch Netflix on your television, they kept that at the post office and made me pick it up with a slip of paper. One is $40, the other is over 1000 Tell There's me no the rhyme. logic there. There's no rhyme or reason. There's not. There's no rhyme or reason. That's, you know, we're talking about subjects today that have no rhyme or reason. There's another one. Um, can't comment. It is what it is. I'm going to tell you a funny story, which isn't that funny because it's costing me money. Right. Okay. I have my gardener and his son. Great guys. Great guys. I love their work. They'll do anything for me, right? So I'm leaving for my trip, and I sent them a text that in my backyard I have – I'm, I'm putting in a pool and stuff like that, so I'm getting rid of these chairs, right? So the cushions on the chairs, Kristen found black widows that were living you know, in that dark place, which black widows do. Right. Be very careful, people. When you, when you go out and you're going to use your hose in the backyard, you reach off to turn on the hose, always check it first because that's a haven for spiders. Yep. and. And, and black widows definitely are a serious spider you do not want to get bit by, and they love doing that. So with that being said, in California, we have a lot of them, as I think they're pretty much everywhere. So I, I sent them a note. I said, please remove the cushions from the chairs in the back and throw them away for me when you're, when you're cleaning up what, what else we're doing in the backyard, right? So they did that, but they left the one loveseat cushion where the black widows were. They didn't throw that one out. So I, I was leaving for Vegas last week. And to do a show. And then I said, when you're here on Saturday, okay, you forgot to throw the one uh, cushion away that's in the backyard. Listen to what I'm saying. It's in the backyard against the dining room doors to the backyard, right. which go out to the backyard. Pretty Very simple. easily understandable. Right. I come home. The cushions are not thrown out. What? I go, oh, did they even come? Okay, well, they'll take them out next week. Now, Kristen comes in the next day. And in the courtyard area on the other side of the house where I've got this big uh, voodoo 
Buddha fountain. That's my meditation area. It's one of my favorite areas of the house with these great chairs and, and custom made cushions. Your Zen garden. My Zen garden. So Kristen said, what happened to the cushions? I go, what are you talking about? Because I came home late at night. I walk out of the front of the house. He didn't throw out the cushions in the back. He threw out all the perfect, beautiful, custom-made cushions in the courtyard. And I didn't catch him in time because the trash truck had already come. So doing me the favors actually cost me God knows how much money because now i got to replace those cushions. I'm laughing right now, but I was so pissed off. I get it. I can't begin to tell you. I had no idea what Kristen was talking to me about. It's like I had no idea what she meant. And then I'm like – I felt like I, I felt like somebody came in and robbed my house. I understand. I understand. Yeah. Custom cushions. Anyway, yeah. Uh, real quick on that that spider. Wait, 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 oh, wait, 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 that, wait, wait. Then I got to tell you. So then I had to call up the 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 son of the gardener, right, uh-huh. to to explain it. And such a nice kid. And I, I felt so bad because I know he's ruined inside that he did this. Right. He meant well. He meant well. And I'm like, no, don't kill yourself. I just have to tell you about it. Okay. I'm not yelling at you. I'm not. It's a mistake. And I understand honest mistakes. But we have to learn from our mistakes, and that's right. why I'm talking. But I hung up the phone, and now I'm feeling bad again. But I'm feeling bad because because you know me, TJ. I have a big heart. I know. And it's like I have to make my point known, but I don't want to hurt who is really an upstanding young man, busting his ass, working with his dad, doing his work. But, you know, you got to cover what you got to cover. Uh, no doubt about it. Um, brown widows apparently are, are even more prevalent than black widows and are more we, aggressive in this state. We just found, I heard this education from Kristen, yeah. because we just found two egg sacs of brown widows in the in the chairs when the when the cushions were taken away. We we were able to see two egg sacs that we had to get rid of the other day. So uh, needless to say, the brown and the black widows, they kind of love it out here. Yeah, yeah. And uh, I mean, they're, they're not going to kill you. Um, they could if you get bit by a lot. But you get horribly sick if you get bit by one. Horribly sick. Horribly sick, and I can't afford that. Nobody can afford that. No, 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 no. All right, so enough of that, enough of those little issues. These are issues that can be overcome. Um, Got to go forward, folks. Now let's talk about an issue that has to be overcome. We heard many times with these government contracts where, you know, they'll pay like gazillions of dollars for a bolt or right, maybe yeah. a, a seat to- cushion. Yeah, to- toilet seats, $10,000. Right, the old toilet seat, 10000 Well, the doors to Interior Secretary Ryan Zinke's office are now getting a government-approved $138,670 contract upgrade. Uh, what? This is after Housing and Urban Development Secretary Ben Carson, which drew an order for his pricey dining room, dining room furniture, which included a $31,000 table. Right. Uh, $139,000 for a door. What kind of door is this? Um, it and better why? be a door to the mysteries of life. Well, the new doors will be made of fiberglass. The previous set of doors were damaged for years, according to an interior official, right? To the point where like wind and water would come into the office during a bad, you know, inclement weather, mm-hmm. which in turn damaged the historic hardwood floors that are in the white house and uh, caused bottom panels to fall out. So they had to replace it. So replace it. But I mean, I, I'm flabbergasted. One hundred and thirty-nine thousand dollar door. Yeah. Why? I, well, give me that price, and I'll find a contractor to do it for much cheaper, and then I'll just keep the money. Yeah, exactly. All right. One last note here. Um, you know, Black Panther is the most talked about movie in a long time. It is now crossed in less than one month. Black Panther. I have not seen it yet. Rupert and Henry gave me a good report. They they love the movie. Right. In one month, TJ, it just crossed a billion dollars. That's huge. A um, billion dollars. Superheroes are king. Let me say that. Yeah. Yep. 
It's the fifth film. Marvel's just raking it in. It is the fifth film to do so for Marvel, joining the Avengers Age of Ultron, Iron Man 3, and Captain America Civil War. Now, in a movie review, I have to go see Black Panther. I, I really gonna I plan on seeing this and taking the kids to see it. They want to see it again. Um, I saw Thor, the, the movie that's now on cable, the new Thor movie. Yeah. It's one of the best it's one of the best uh, superhero comic book films I've seen. It was campy. Yeah. It was funny. Yep. Uh, it was hilarious. It was strong. I I held off from watching it. I brought my brother Brian said you got to watch this and I watched it the other night. I had so much fun. I hey, recommend everybody watch it. Same thoughts uh, on my end that you had. I I kind of avoided it and my son wanted to see it and I thought it was going to be ridiculous because I don't generally like those kind of movies. Uh, Thor is not my favorite superhero. And, uh, you know, I, I just didn't think it would be for me. Boy, was I wrong. My goodness. Well-written, well-acted. Uh, the flow of the, the story is great. Uh, I co-signed. Strong recommendation. Strong recommendation. Now, another strong recommendation. I broke the ice last week about the song that Steve Aoki, Layback Luke, his DJ co-partner, uh, and I are making or have made called It's Time. It is the club song along with the music video, which we filmed last week. Uh, Steve has formally announced on his Instagram, along with Layback Luke, that the video and the song will be formally released on April the 6th. That's our release date. It's time. The song is coming out. I hope you all enjoy it. Dance your hearts off to it. Steve is getting amazing reactions in all the club. He's playing around the world with it, and he's very excited. So I'm very excited about that. Another little uh, branding move in the It's Time uh, brand world, and uh, very exciting to work with the great Steve Aoki. He's a very, 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 very talented guy. Uh, I'm not a huge uh, fan of, of that kind of music, but uh, mm -hmm. of the stuff that I've heard, uh, he's among the elite in that uh, genre, and it only makes sense that it, you know someone of his talent teams up with someone of your talent, and uh, let's just say it's time. Well, the great words of Elvis Presley, thank you very much. I appreciate that. Thank yeah, you. wow, with, with all sincerity, Buff. Yeah, and, and right now, I think I just sent it to you, if I'm not mistaken, but they just sent me the poster approved, and oh my God, I'm blown away. It I look, love it. it I looks, love this. It looks awesome. I, I said to you, it looks like a, a film. It looks like a film yeah. poster. So, uh, I mean, I, I guess I kind of want to see you on the silver screen in a starring role now. So, <laughs> Things are happening, TJ. I'll have some announcements coming up in the next five years. But, you know, I've already been in films and TV. I had the pleasure of doing that. But I'm looking forward to more work. I'm just looking forward to enjoying life and being the best I can be to everybody around me, which is what we talk about on It's Time Radio. Like is I said, like I said, I'm waiting for you in a starring role. Someone <laughs> needs to get on that. Uh, I think Rupert is giving over his camera, and we're going to have a starring. Uh, I'm going to have a starring role in his home movie next week. Oh, there you so, go. Uh, I, I got to start somewhere. We'll review it on its time. Hey, listen, Rupert is getting so good. Each time I watch him do jujitsu over uh -huh. at, at Cron Gracie's jujitsu, yeah. oh my god, and he's loving it. I've never seen him say, "Mom, we are late. We have to get to jujitsu." Before she has to grab him and ask him and get him into the car for soccer, for this, for baseball. When it comes to jujitsu, he is there. It's so nice to see him catch on. I really like it. Oh, and so, and and Crone is a great guy. Uh, I really oh, enjoy Crone and and you know the lineage. I mean, he's Hickson's son. Like you couldn't I, learn from a better person. No, and I'm going to predict, as I predicted about Chuck Liddell uh, close to a year ago, who's about to what we're hearing signing with Bellator. That was a prediction. I'm going to give you another prediction. Uh oh. I predict I predict Crone Gracie will be in the UFC octagon within one year. Oh, uh, he's talented enough. Um. Yeah, I don't. I don't really know what his, uh, you know, personal uh, goals are. But I mean, if if he wants it, it's a no-brainer. 
I that's all I'm going to say. We'll just leave it at that. All right. Um, all right. Going to London, we've got UFC Fight Night at the sold out O2 Arena, Fabricio Verdum, uh, Alexander Volkov, uh, Jan Gwachowicz, and uh, Jimmy Manoa. Man, uh, a uh, lot of great fighters, uh, you know, coming on the card from Europe. We've got fighters here from Scotland and fighters coming in from England and Germany, and um, it's going to be a lot of fun. It is on Fight Pass. It's not on Fox Sports One. So. All those people out there, the UFC fans, you definitely should have UFC Fight Pass, one of the greatest $9.99 a month purchases you could possibly make to fuel your MMA UFC fire. So I will see you from the Octagon in England. I'm really looking forward to that. I called my uh, friend Gerard Butler, who's actually over there filming one of those London Falling movies, if I'm not mistaken. Mm. So he's going to be coming over to the show, too. He's a big UFC fan. He loves the UFC. Yeah, I've seen him uh, several times at events. Yeah, yeah, he's going to have a good time. So with that being said, I actually am leaving in four hours, so I got a lot of things to do here to get my buns on the plane. And I'm flying United. So uh, all I can tell you, coincidentally, I just realized I'm flying United to London. But what can I say? Uh, they'll take care of you. They won't make you sit in the overhead bin. Uh, hopefully they do. I'm getting off the plane. I'll, I'll guarantee you that. <laughs> there you go. Uh, I don't want to make fun of that situation. Oh, God, it's so horrific. Um, it's not good. Not good. All right, everybody. Listen, TJ, have a great week. All my best to you. Everybody out there, have a great week, a great weekend. I'll see you from the Octagon on Saturday. Treat everybody around you with respect. Treat people the way you want to be treated. Be a role model to your sphere of influence. Set your goals. Write them down. Learn about them. Pick that path. Be the best you can be so you can win. Because that's what life is all about. It's about winning. And it's time to win. Thanks, everybody. Cheers. Be back next week. Buffer out. It's Time with Bruce Buffer is a TJ DeSantis production and is property of Buffer Enterprises Incorporated. Its content is intended for private use only. At Metro, you get everything you need to rule your school year. Right now, get a new phone and tablet on us when you switch. Plus, enjoy high-speed data on both devices for just $75 a month. And with one Amazon Prime membership included, you can watch Amazon Originals, movies and shows, stream endless music, and enjoy free shipping. Metro by T-Mobile. Rule your day. With new lines of service after rebate redemption plus sales tax and activation fee. Offer valid for new Amazon Prime members. Amazon Prime has a $12.99 a month cost. Restrictions apply.